What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name's Stephen Wright, joined, as always, by Mr. William Monroe. Well, how you doing, man? Steve, doing well. Lining up here for week three. Got some matchups, a couple trade questions. Ready to get it going. Yeah, these are uh, going to get tougher and tougher as the year goes on, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know it. But, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and jump right in here. We'll start with the quarterbacks as... Uh, Per the huge, we got Darnold at Houston or Derek Carr, assuming he plays, versus the Dolphins. Yeah, this one I think is pretty close. I lean Darnold. I know it's Thursday, and we tend to try to stay away from those Thursday matchups, but I like the matchup against Houston. I don't think Houston's offense is going to get much going, and you can say, sure, that you know it's going to be a, a game script in favor of CFC. But I am a little worried about Carr, the injury, the Dolphins' defense. I think they had a real dud game last week against Buffalo, but I do think they get get it back going. Um, now, there's definitely injury issues on both sides for the defenses as well there for the Dolphins in Houston. But I I will take my shot on Darnold and, and see what I get there on Thursday and then, you know, can I make adjustments to the rest of the team there. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, Carr could be a great matchup. Um, you know, the game script could be pretty similar if, you know, uh, Tua can't play and it's Jacoby Brissett. Could be similar. I mean, the Dolphins' defense, <laughs> just a bit better than Houston's defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a problem. But with the injury risk and you don't know, you know, maybe they'll just go run heavy or, you know, they'll – They'll ease him in or something to that degree. I'm not going to risk it. Not when Darnold has such a good matchup. And like you said, it could be a situation where he throws for 250 yards and one touchdown, and that's it. Because, you know, it's all CMC. They got some defensive touchdowns. They didn't need to do anything else. Uh, He could also throw three touchdowns and, you know, 350 yards because it's Houston. You you know, who knows? So I'm going to go with Darnold. I'm not going to roll the dice with the injury with Carr. All right. Next up here, James Winston in New England. Joe Burrow in Pittsburgh. This one, uh, a little bit tougher. Um, you know, Burrow had a fine week one uh, from a fantasy, fantasy perspective through, I think, three interceptions week mm-hmm. two. Not ideal. Um, but then, you know, the Saints have New England, and that's a terrifying matchup. Not that, that Pittsburgh's easy. It's just... Yeah. I don't know. There's something about New England. It's just it's really worrisome. I don't Going like into either. New England too. It's always tough. Yeah, it's not an easy place to play. I don't think I could roll. I don't think I could start Winston. I'd rather not start either of these guys. Like you, there's got to be a better streaming option out there. Yeah, uh, go find Arnold. Um, probably the move. Yeah, right. But I guess in a, if Dana I had Jones. to, I go Burrow. Yeah, I lean Burrow here. If it's got to be one of these two, I'll take Burrow just because. You kind of throw the records out when you got these divisional matchups, even though Pittsburgh's defense is very good. Uh, I mean, anything can happen. There are crazy games within the division. So I'll take Burrow in Pittsburgh over Jameis trying to go into New England. I think that's going to be a pretty tough, tough place to play. Now, next one's going to test how much we like Darnold here. Darnold, again, Darnold at Houston or Tannehill versus the Colts. Tannehill's not had a, a good fantasy week one or two, so that makes it interesting. Yeah, this one is very close. Um, I, I think I slightly lean Tannehill just because we we know we get out of him in you know, long term. Uh, another divisional matchup there at home. 
We'll see, you know, hopefully you, you won't know about Carson Wentz before the Thursday game to have to make the decision on Darnold. So I, I wouldn't fault anybody for just wanting to go with Darnold there. But I feel like Tannehill, you know, if, if Carson isn't playing pretty similar, you know, Tannehill going against a backup quarterback, Darnold going, going against backup quarterback. But if you do have Wentz playing in there, Colts could be a little more competitive. So I will go with Tannehill here in this matchup. Yeah, I don't. I think I'm going to go Darnold. It's it, it's scary to say, but I, I see them having similar floors this week. I mean, again, what we've seen out of Tannehill this mm-hmm. year has, has been a floor. It hasn't been great, and I can't see Darnold doing any worse than that outside of getting hurt. So uh, the floor, I think they're pretty even. But I think from an upside standpoint, it, it probably goes to Darnold. Uh, again, you know, it might be upside to the point where they don't even need him anymore. Um, in which case, that's not good, obviously. But uh, I think I will take Donald here. But again, I have no issue with Tannehill side. It's really close. Uh, it's, it might just be me rolling the dice. But I think I'll take Donald here. Might also be because we keep getting burned by Tannehill in our dynasty league. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So next up here believe we're looking at running backs and we have a half point ppr james robinson versus cardinals and chase edmonds at jacksonville oh man uh i think i gotta go with edmonds you know i don't love the the split with him and connor and all that but james robinson you know the run game for jacksonville as a whole is just non-existent and i don't think i want to play them against the cardinals defense it's been pretty good um mm-hmm. You know, Edmonds has a good matchup against Jacksonville, so I think I'll easily take him. It feels weird to say, you know, this adjustment away from James Robinson, but I think Edmonds is the play for me. Yeah, I lean Edmonds as well. I get that maybe you have a little more, you're hoping that you get more volume out of James Robinson versus the Cardinals, but game script should be in Edmonds' favor. Um, and I think he works a little more in the passing game as well. So you probably get more snaps out of him. We'll see. Uh, but I'll take James Edmonds or James Edmonds. Chase Edmonds uh, in this matchup here. Okay. Uh, this one's pretty interesting. PPR, Miles Gaskin at uh, Vegas or Damian Harris versus Saints? Uh, that is a tough one. I think I go Damian Harris. Maybe it's just because of that monster run he just had. And I'm just like sold on that. But I like I liked him coming into the year, and I, I know the Saints defense is playing well, but at home, I think they're going to rely on Harris again, like just like they've done all year here. So I'm going to take Damon Harris fairly easily. Yeah, I think uh, – oh, man. Yeah, like you said, it's really tough. I think, uh, I think I will rely on Gaskin. I think they can – you know, if two, if Tua plays, I don't think he's going to play, but regardless of whether he plays or not, I think they're going to rely on him. Uh, they rely on the run game. I think that makes sense to me when you got a hurt quarterback or a backup quarterback that's really not that great. Uh, mm-hmm. Vegas defense has been good. They have given up, you know, on the ground a little bit. So I, I think I lean that way. You know, it's kind of like the, the quarterback one earlier. I have no problem with Damian Harris. Um, I think I just see more upside with Gaskin. All right. And our last RB. Uh, head-to-head here, Elijah Mitchell versus the Packers. And I guess that's banking on him being healthy. And Javante Williams versus the Jets. Yeah, this is uh, this is another tough one. You know, if he's healthy, 
you know, that could be a really competitive, interesting game with the Packers. Um, definitely one that people are going to have their eyes on. Uh, so he should be good, but Javante Williams has, you know, the easier matchup against the Jets, but he's split in time. So, you know, which do you want to go? You know, I think I would go with Mitchell because I think he's got the higher upside and probably a similar floor. No, I don't want to say that. He's, he's got the higher upside, but he's probably got a lower floor just because it's San Francisco running backs and who knows what's going to happen. But yeah, uh, his upside's really high in that matchup. Javante Williams' out, upside will be capped to some degree because he's split in time with Melvin. Yeah, I think you know you probably have a maybe a better floor with Williams. I mean, they split pretty evenly. I think he had 13 carries for 64 yards here in the, this most recent week, tied for the same number of carries as Melvin. I think it comes down to waiting to see who's all healthy for Sam Fran. If it's just Mitchell and couple guys they sign off the streets uh i think you know if he is healthy and he's going to be a full go i don't think you can pass up that matchup against green bay with you know even less competition than you had coming into the week which is crazy and now we're going to transition over to the wide receivers here our first one's a ppr uh two guys had good week ones and then pretty mediocre week two so we have uh oh boy um well, I'm blanking on a first name here. Devontae. Devontae, yes. There we go. Devontae Smith at Dallas and then uh, Robbie Anderson at Houston. I, I'm i going to go with Devontae Smith here. I think he is the prime target here. We saw him get a bunch of targets. Unfortunately, not a lot of them turned into valuable plays um, as the Eagles weren't able to get too many drives sustained. But I think in a much better matchup against Dallas, I think they're going to be relying on him early and often. Robbie, I, I you know I don't think just like we talked about Darnold earlier, he easily could be you know involved early and often in scoring. But there's a lot more people in the pecking order with DJ Moore, with them obviously Christian McCaffrey, and working in um, the rookie receiver Terrence Marshall. It seems like some of it has come at Robbie Anderson's expense. So I am going to lean with Jonathan Smith here, but both of them are solid flex out. Yeah, I am with you as well. You know, Robbie Anderson, he was, his week one was saved because of a touchdown. If you take that touchdown away, he was a very mediocre week where, you know, you could say the same thing about Devontae Smith, but he had a lot of volume uh, mm-hmm. that goes with it, which makes him safer. So yeah, I'll take him as well. Um, you know, Anderson, he has a good matchup against Houston. Um, you know, the Dallas Eagles game, who knows, that could be high scoring. It could be, you know, a low one like the 49ers. I, I don't really know. Um, so Anderson might have the higher upside, mm-hmm. but I think Devontae Smith has got pretty good upside, but a better floor. Yeah, I'm in agreement there. So we move over here to our next heads up. Kenny Galladay versus the Falcons. Tim Patrick versus the Jets. That's a half PPR. Oh, boy. Um, Pat, Tim Patrick will be good somewhere between fine and good uh yeah. but i think you know after kenny g's little outburst on the sidelines you know maybe uh you know squeaky wheel you know mm-hmm. gets a little kind of a deal uh in a, a good matchup against the falcons so i'll take my shot there uh i am worried because if you know squeaky wheel doesn't get the oil then i would probably be taking patrick if it, all things were equal but because of the outburst i'll go with kenny g hesitantly yeah, I will go Kenny G as well. Similar to what you said, but I do 
I do think that they are trying to work him in. He was number two in targets. He had eight targets, only turned into three catches for 38 yards. Um, once again, a, a weird divisional matchup there against Washington on Thursday. I think they want to get him involved, and they're just taking, it's just taking a little bit longer than expected there. But eight targets is reassuring, and like you said, it could be a little bit of a shootout, better matchup. I guess you could say with Kenny Galladay there against Falcons. Uh, whereas Patrick, you know, is likely going to be third, but maybe he gets all targeted by one of the running backs. He got definitely Sutton and Fant ahead of him. You know, maybe KJ Hamler gets involved. So you, you probably got a nice four to five target floor. Could be more. Whereas Kenny Galladay, I think you're looking, you know, possibly closer to, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, even. Okay, and our last wide receiver one, another PPR. Uh, Michael Pittman at Tennessee or Cortland Sutton or Sujets? This one is tough for multiple reasons. I mean, obviously, Carson Wentz is the, the first hinge. If he's playing, I'm going to go Pittman. Pittman's looked great, uh, and he's gotten the target count this recent this week as well. Sutton. Jets, you know, it's not a scary matchup. He is just, you know, videos I've seen of him at practice, he just doesn't look like he's running at full speed. He looks like maybe it's not hurt anymore the knee, but it's, it's just, it's still hindering him a bit. So I'm a little worried um, that he just isn't able to get back to the gear that he had before. If Wentz is playing, I'm going to play Pittman. If not, I probably would lean Sutton just because you know what you have there in his quarterback. And I don't know that I want to trust uh, the backup Jacob Eason there in, in Indy. How about you? Uh, see, I see it pretty easy, but on the opposite side, um, the, you know, last week I think was all I needed from Sutton. Um, no touchdowns, but somewhere around 150, 160 yards. Um, I think he had over 10 targets. I mean, that's fantastic to me. You know, I, I do worry, you know, the injury could still be bothering him. It just might be an outlier week. Um, that's certainly a possibility, but against the Jets, I, I'm perfectly fine rolling him out there, hindered or not. Um, so I'll easily take him regardless of Wentz plays or not. All right, and then uh, finally, a uh, flex option here. We have Henry Ruggs versus the Dolphins, or Daryl Patterson in New York against the Giants. Yeah, so two guys who had really big weeks this week. Um, I think I'd pr probably pretty easily go with Patterson here. I'd imagine he's got the better floor and the same upside. Uh, you know, I don't know if Patterson's got the upside to hit like two 80 yard touchdowns in one game that Ruggs probably has, but they've got more realistic high upside or Patterson's got more realistic high upside. Um, you know, you come up with a fantasy story about Ruggs. It's very unlikely to happen, but uh, again, against Giants, you know, good matchup. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. Ruggs has a tougher matchup against the Dolphins. Carr might be down. So I'm going to go with Patterson pretty easily here. Yeah, I'm going to go Patterson as well. I think it's fairly easy. Ruggs, you're just hoping on a couple of big plays. Patterson, I think you're going to get more volume there. And he's worked into the receiving game as well. So I will, I will go with Patterson. Okay. And uh, moving over to the trade side of things here, Will. Uh, starting with the dynasty questions per the usual, we got a half point PPR. 
Uh, this is a, a big one. Uh, with the players involved, not so many, not so much how many players are involved, but would you rather have mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley or Terry McLaurin, Leonard Fournette, and a 2022 third? It's not bad. I still think Barkley, you can get more for him. Maybe not at this exact moment, but and even at this moment, I think you probably could. I mean, the third is whatever. Fournette's okay. Uh, you know, especially this year, we'll give you some value. And, and McLaurin is obviously a very good up and coming receiver, but I still think you can get a bigger package for Barkley. So I would hold on to Barkley there. Yeah, same. You're selling them low. Yeah, I'm not opposed to selling them. And McLaurin is a great, you know, first start. But like you said, the, the third is worthless. It doesn't add anything here. Um, Fournette's the problem for me. I want someone better. Fournette feels like one of those guys where. You know, I don't know what his contract situation is, but Tampa's going to move on from him at the end of this year, and then he's just going to fall off the face of the earth. And you just, you know, he'll end up with some team, he'll do absolutely nothing, and you'll just forget he existed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that situation happens all the time, and you don't realize it because you forget who they are. <laughs> so but McLaurin's a good start, but it's not enough for me. I will stick with Barkley as well. All right. Uh, another dynasty here PPR Antonio Gibson and Melvin Gordon or Derrick Henry. Uh, this one, this one I struggle with. I really like the idea of going from Henry to Gibson. I do think something else needs to be on the Gibson side, but I really don't want that something else to be Melvin Gordon, who feels like he's just got this one year left in him. So mm-hmm. uh, I think you got to know your league a little bit. I think I'll take the Gibson side, take the younger running back, you know, try to to predict when Henry's going to fall off. That's a, a roll of the dice, but I think I would do it and then see if I can immediately just flip Melvin Gordon to a team that needs a running back and try to get something else. Um, I'm not super confident in doing that, but I think that's what I would do. What would you do here? I think I would rather be on the Henry side. If I have Henry, that's not enough. If I'm trading, if I have Gibson and Gordon, I would love to turn that into Henry you know, run that through this year. And then if I want to move Henry in the offseason, I'm pretty sure I could get more than Gibson and Gordon, especially, you know, after what I imagine is another top five, top 10 season for him. So I would take Henry pretty easily on this one. That is fair. Um, we do got a redraft question. It's actually uh, one of our start set questions, I believe. Yeah. So we have uh, Tim Patrick or Kenny G in a redraft straight up. Yeah, one's a little tough as well. I think, I think I would go Kenny G. I like Tim Patrick, but you kind of know what you got in him. Whereas Kenny G, you're buying hopefully pretty low here, and he can you know step up. But I think you know at worst he is you know kind of in that Tim Patrick maybe slightly below realm, but the ceiling is much higher. Yeah, and Tim Patrick has a Jerry Judy problem where eventually he'll come back. Um, I don't know. Do you know the time frame on him? Judy, last I heard it was about six weeks. That's what six I thought, to eight, six weeks. But that was yeah. at the original injury, so we're week yeah. and a half in. So, you know, I could see Patrick outperforming Kenny G in that time frame. It, the potential exists. You know, like you said, Kenny G's got the upside, but it, it hasn't yeah. been working yet. So. Yeah, I could see Patrick outperforming him. If I'm an O and two team and I have Kenny G, maybe I would rather have Tim Patrick because I, I I can't afford to wait. Or I could still afford to do it, but I'd rather not wait for Kenny G and Daniel Jones to figure it out if I'm an O and two hole. 
Um, but you know, outside of that very specific situation, I think I would want Kenny G and hope that they figure it out and have a more long-term answer where Tim Patrick's eventually, you would think, going to disappear. Um, next up, redraft half point, Darren Waller or Ezekiel Elliott? Super interesting question. Um, yeah. You know, with Pollard having, you know, a really good week last week, you know, everyone thinking he might have standalone value. Zeke had a good week too, but it was capped to some degree. And you got to wonder if the rest of his weeks are going to be capped because Pollard is doing really good. Um, so I think I would stick with Zeke. I, you know, part of it's just how I look at the tight end position. I don't know if I can give up a, a top running back, maybe not top, top, but, you know, a top tier running back in Zeke up for a top tier tight end. You know, I'd rather get Zeke and then see if Jared Cook was on my waiver or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'd stick with Zeke. I get it. You know, it might just be my issue with tight ends, but I'm sticking with Zeke. What about you? Yeah, this one was much closer than I thought it would be. You know, it's just getting that top tier tight end. And I think it's also after that 19 target game in week one, came back to earth a little bit, you know, but still had a great week for Waller. But it's just, if you have a shot at getting a top five running back, it's hard to pass that up. You're obviously going to the waivers for tight ends unless you're getting one back, what doesn't look like it here. I think I lean Zeke slightly, but there is a world where, you know, Zeke just can't get fully going and we have them splitting time, you know, pretty, pretty evenly uh, with him at Pollard. And Waller is just a target monster and comes out and, you know, can even step into the top tight end role. So there's definitely a world where Waller is the pick here, but uh, I'm still just going to bet on, you know, just the scarcity of running back. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And our, our last redraft question here, uh, I think it's interesting. Uh, half point PPR, uh, assume you are the Nick Chubb owner, but would you rather have Miles Gaskin or Kareem Hunt? Um, I'll take Kareem, or I'm sorry, Miles Gaskin, just to diversify away some. I just don't think you're going to be too thrilled starting both Hunt and Chubb. It, it's just limiting your upside. You can't score a touchdown, you know, with both of them on the same play. Unless one of them's throwing it, which could happen, but you're not going to see too often. Whereas Gaskin, I think you're going to have a little more diversity there, and I think he's still right on par with with Hunt. So I'll take Gaskin. How about you? Yeah, I agree. It's also one where you look at the scoring format. Half-point PPR, that hurts Hunt a little bit compared to a full-point PPR. You know, um, like you said, you do cap your upside. There will definitely be weeks where you'd be happy playing both. But there's going to be weeks you aren't as well. And uh, I don't want to play that game. So, yeah, I would go with Gaskin as well. And that is going to wrap up our uh, Start, Sit, and Trade episode here for the week. So uh, good luck, everybody, in your quest for victory here in week three. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at Trust Your Board. But until next week, folks, trust your board.